the credit union websites that we analyze, you think there'd be just a tremendous amount of work every year to go and look at 50 of them based on eight different criteria. The reality is when you look at those websites, maybe 20% have changed year over year. You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insights series, where James Robert Lay interviews the industry's top marketing, sales, and fintech leaders, sharing practical wisdom to exponentially elevate you and your team. Let's get into the show. Greetings and hello. I am James Robert Lay, and welcome to episode 204 of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insight series, and I'm excited to welcome Craig McLaughlin to the show. Craig is the co-founder and CEO of Finalytics.ai, the first credit union platform to apply real-time big data and machine learning in a way that can address the unique needs of prospective and current members. Craig and his team over at Finalytics.ai recently announced results from their 2022 Credit Union Digital Maturity Index Survey, which is exactly what we are going to discuss today. Welcome to the show, Craig. It is so good to share time with you today, buddy. Thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm very excited to be here. Before we get into talking uh, some of the really the the insights that you have gained through the 2022 Credit Union Digital Maturity Index, the survey, the research, I always like to start the show off on a positive note. What is good for you right now, personally or professionally? It is your pick to get started. Well, thanks, James. We are so excited to be able to be bringing technology, a platform to bear purpose-built for financial institutions to enable them to be able to grow digitally. And I would say that's what's, what's good, right? So for so many years, we saw third-party platforms not necessarily meet the target of mm-hmm. what a financial services institution needed to do in order to be able to grow effectively. Yep. Uh, and so at the beginning of the pandemic, we we, we finally just bit the bullet and we said, we're, we're going to build this. And uh, we hired resources and set out to, to build it. So we're thrilled to be coming out of it and in a position where we're able to launch what we know is something that's honed by many years of working with credit unions in particular around how they can get some digital growth. Absolutely. And and, and you also, as, as I mentioned, um, completed the 2022 Credit Union Digital Maturity Index Survey, and you were looking at at really the current state of just digital within the industry. And I was surprised, but also not surprised, um, that you found 86% of credit unions agree that their competitive strategy is relied on, on digital. But the problem is most are not well prepared to leverage digital. Why, why is this the case to begin with? Why do we have a knowledge and an awareness of what we need to do, but then there's a gap when it comes to either creating or capturing digital opportunities? I think what happened in the pandemic is we've really underscored the problem and the, and the need for a transformation. So I think a lot of uh, credit union leaders that maybe you had asked uh, four or five years ago, 
about their readiness for digital transformation, they would have answered that they were more prepared mm. or that they didn't really see it as much of a priority because historically their secret sauce was they delivered this great service in a branch or over the phone. And, and I've seen that over, over the years. You know, you go and you interview uh, leadership teams inside of uh, credit unions, and then you go and you interview members, and they all say the same thing. They talk about what a great experience it is to be part of the institution and how the people in the call center uh, care so much. And it's so nice to talk to somebody that lives in their community answering the phone. And then you, you talk to the branch people and you hear stories about how they're advising uh, customers in terms of how to uh, make the right decisions. And we heard you know, great stories about members wanting to determine what was the right business um for kind of business type to form as they started a new business and the branch manager was over helping advising and guiding and those are the experiences that people talk about about a credit union and what makes them special and unique and you've got alignment across all stakeholders the the leadership team thinks that members think that and and the um the staff thinks that so really great the problem is when you transfer that over into digital you've, you've got a pretty big disconnect right the ability for a credit union to deliver this secret sauce in the digital channel just isn't there and i think the what we've seen in the last couple of years has been this acute um challenge with that right is, is how do we offer this unique differentiated service at the same time um what you've seen is is the growth, the astronomical growth of some of these fintechs that have come in with a very, very clear value proposition, 100% digital in their DNA from the beginning. Um, they didn't have to contend with any legacy infrastructure. They can just build what, what they know the, the customer needs based on their hypothesis. And um, they've been able to, to take some share and they've really set expectations really high for the consumer. Mm. So... All of a sudden, you've got credit credit leadership teams that are that are looking at those experiences and drawing that comparison, and they're no longer um, diminishing or second guessing and, and saying, "Well, that's that's okay for them, but that's not a big part of the market." They're actually looking and saying, "Actually, this is a big deal. We need to get this right." So I think they're starting to look at the problem a little bit more clearly and understand that they need to change, which is fascinating to see, right? You see, you see these leadership teams that are now, they're, they're changing at the very top into these digital first leaders. So they're ex experiencing the pain. So I think they're, they're able to more uh, acutely identify that they don't have that digital first DNA yep. uh, because they really want it. You know, I, I go back to 2012, 2013, 2014, Simple was launching at that time. Movin was launching at that time. And I remember that we did some early studies and usability testing and even recorded the experiences uh, of how one could open an account in two minutes and would use that as a way to help educate, to help inform. But I always said, just because you watch this video doesn't mean that you know what it feels like. You need to go out and experience this yourself. That's what makes it real. And I wanna stay on this subject of experience because you were talking about this before. In your report, only 17% of respondents completely agree that their credit union prioritizes strategy based on member experience. And I, I wanna get your take on this. When it comes to member experience, even digital experience, digital member experience, what role does culture play here? What role, I mean, cause you know, before we hit record, we were talking about 
human transformation alongside digital transformation, human transformation being the cultural aspect. But how does culture play into all of this? Culture is everything. They say culture each strategy for breakfast, and it and it's absolutely true. Which you know we we talk about changing people, and I think what changes people is great leadership. When you talk about doing large scale digital transformation, the challenge oftentimes is with the CEO, right? It's it's getting the CEO to see a vision of the future, and mm-hmm. articulate that to staff and commit the resources needed to be able to execute those strategies. And then most importantly, I think it's to act as a blocker because you need to understand you're trying to change an organization that inherently isn't predisposed to change. The problem in doing transformation in organizations like that is you've got great people that are committed, that care about the member, but change isn't really kind of deeply embedded in their DNA. And so that's where the CEO or the executive team, based on the direction, the vision of the CEO, culture, values, um, then needs to go through and act as a blocker and say, look, I get it. You've done this visit. You've done this job the same way for a lot of years. However, we're going to change now. And I know there's a lot, I know it's uncomfortable. You know, there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to change. But in order for us to execute this strategy that we have, we need you to get on board and be supportive of this of this new digital first um environment, which also is a challenge too, because most credit unions uh, are structured as silos. So you've got lending as a department, you've got HR as a department, you've got IT as a department, marketing as a department. Where does digital sit? And, you know, for a long time when we said, well, you know, it's in marketing because it's member facing. And then we said, well, but marketing doesn't have the tech expertise, so it's got to be in in IT. Right. And then and then we looked and we said, well, boy, IT is really focused on uptime and trying to distribute limited resources and limit risk. They're not focused on on how to delight the member. How can we we balance that? And we think we came up with e-business as as a phrase for a long time. We said, well, that's the role. But e-business was kind of um, subordinate to the rest of the organization. Correct. They were kind of, it was kind of it was kind of like a, a glamorous role, but you didn't really have you know deep responsibility. You couldn't make change. When the e-business leader came and said, um, "Look, we want to do this 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 big initiative. We need your support." And the IT then or marketing team came and said, "We'd like to do that too. However, do you want to keep these systems up and running because we, we th- those are more important." Um, it was hard to make change. And so that's why I continue to come back to it's the CEO that has to come in and say, look, this is where we're going. Here's why we're going there. And I'm going to coach this team into the, this other, this other way of going about it. I like that analogy of coaching the team of guiding the team of leading the team. Cause I think that there's a big difference between leadership and management leadership looks out into the future and says, Hey, this is where the opportunity is. So there's some awareness. There's some clarity. Let's go here. And then management helps to execute against that. One of the things that you noted in the report as well was 14% of credit unions completely agree and just, it's just 14%. So if you do the inverse, it's 86% do not agree. They have the appropriate, flexible, iterative, and collaborative approach to execute a digital strategy. It's this idea of agile, um, of, mm-hmm. of being nimble, of being quick. There's culture, there's leadership. What are some specific opportunities to empower, I think, first and foremost, individuals? and then teams, and ultimately then the organization, because transformation happens from within 
the self, then the team, then the org, because orgs are made up of teams, which are made up of individuals. What are the opportunities to empower individuals to be more nimble, to be more agile, to be more adaptive in a world of exponential change? I take a page out of the book from any of the fintechs and I look at how they're structured and, and they are small teams that have very, very clear objectives and marching orders mm. and they're able to have some autonomy and, and they're able to build culture around what they're trying to do. And I think that's a big deal. And so I continue to think it's about leadership and how do you structure your teams so that people feel like they have ownership and uh, and they have the tools required in order to be able to execute change. And then I think there's probably a couple pieces, right? You've got, um, I, I know you, you there's you, you talk about personas and journeys, and I think that that's kind of where the rubber meets the road is understanding who which members are we talking about, who are they, what makes them tick, how do we develop empathy for them and deeply understand them and then how do we then combine that analysis with what do we want these members to go on a journey to do with us to solve what the what their pain points are what are the right things we'd want to advise them to do and we we find we learn a lot of that from talking to branch people yeah and just you know hearing you know what are people coming in and asking about um can you walk me through these processes that you're executing? And a lot of times what we find is that it's, if we want to optimize the public facing digital experience, which means, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the sexy stuff, which is, you know, beautiful design and intuitive experiences that, um, that drive to conversion. You need everything underneath the surface to be in a position where that can work, which means more than just uh, open APIs, there's got to be systems that can support that automated process. And a lot of times when you, when you go and sit with a branch team, you find that there is you know, 12 different systems that some of these people work within in order to execute tasks. Um, and they're very, very good at these kind of, you know, uh, green screen environments where they can, you know, tab between 12 different systems to get something done. That's really hard to automate. So you've got kind of two sides of the equation you need to execute. One is the public facing experience. How do you, how do you deliver that for, for a member? The second is how do we optimize in, internal processes to be able to support those experiences? Digital growth is a journey from good to great, but sometimes this journey can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming. The good news is you don't have to take this journey alone because now you can join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs who are all learning, collaborating, and growing together. Visit digitalgrowth.com insider to learn more about how you can join the Digital Growth Insider community to maximize your future digital growth potential. Now, back to the show. It's a front stage and a backstage opportunity, you know, because the front stage, the member facing, customer facing experience is only going to be as positive or as strong as the backstage, we'll call it employee experience. There we're tapping back to the whole cultural aspect here. What, what can we do to empower those internal teams to maybe go from 12 systems and simplify the complexity in their life? I think that does come down to alignment uh, of the team. And, you know, so we, we're going to go down to a client uh, of ours in Southern California and a couple um, 
couple weeks and, and work with their board on, on this vision. But the, the challenge is you've got to have that kind of the big commitment where it's a big investment to be able to, to invest in those technologies to be able to move yeah. the organization forward, which means, you know, so you're going to have to give up a little bit on, on efficiency ratios and, um, and make some long-term strategic investments to be able to get the credit union to a place where it can, it can be competitive in this digital first future. You got to have, have alignment there. That's the, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's the CEO's job is to, is to get everybody aligned on the vision at the board level, get leadership teams uh, aligned around how to execute that and bring people, bring people together. So I, I think those are, are some of the big objectives. And I think that the big, you know, we like to say is kind of the elephant in the room is that you can read the tea leaves uh, on, on any strategy based on data. So at the end of it, at the end of anything you've done, you should be able to have access to enough data insights to be able to see what's actually working and what's not working. Where are people going? What are they clicking on? What are they, how long are they staying? There's a ton of intel you can, you can, you can grab there that, um, that has frankly, hasn't been tapped into enough by, by credit unions. Uh, but if they had that opportunity to do it in, in, a, in a branch or on the phone, all those metrics are in place. There's all kinds of great data around how people are using branches in the phone system, um, but there just isn't that level of, of kind of, um, of sophistication in the digital channel yet. Uh, and that's where fintechs, I think, are, are killing it because they that's, that they depend, they live and breathe based on on, on data for performance and, and, and just credit unions aren't there yet. Let's stay on the subject of data, that, that idea of low-hanging fruit, opportunities that are available to either create or capture things that we're not doing today, what might be one or two of those elements that we could just, they're, they're ripe, they're ready to pluck off the tree, but either A, we don't have the awareness that they exist, or B, we just don't have the cultural support alignment buy-in to make that a reality. For the dear listener, for context and to get really practical here, what, what might be one or two opportunities that, that we could focus on when it comes to data? The fundamental level, every Credit. We analyze the, the top fifty credit union websites every year, and we we look at it based on on I think six or eight different criteria uh, to determine how how strong it is, and we rank them in each category, and we're able to identify winners. We say you know credit union X is a leader in user experience. This one is a leader in terms of using data. Their visual design is superior, and then we ultimately we bubble up like the ultimate winner across all those categories. And I'll tell you anecdotally, what we find is the credit union websites that we analyze, you think there'd be just a tremendous amount of work every year to go and look at 50 of them based on eight different criteria. The reality is when you look at those websites, maybe 20% have changed uh, year over year. Mm. So, and by the way, every one of those websites, uh, the every user gets the same set of content regardless of who they are. That means for, in some cases, three to five years, the same message is delivered to every single one of those members. It doesn't change. Yeah. And um, and that's where you, you take a step back to that and you go low-hanging fruit is personalizing that experience, doing even the, 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 the lightest of segmentation to say, hey, we actually have five primary types of users here. And of those five primary types of users, here is the content that's most relevant to those people. Yes, that's good low hanging fruit. Now we we built Finalytics.ai as as a platform to do that uh, using artificial intelligence and machine learning to say, look, we don't want to depend on segmentations that we did a year ago or three years ago from a persona perspective. We want it in real time to monitor behavior and based on behavior 
present uh, the right content, the right user at the right moment. So we, we think we've got a platform that will enable a credit union to very quickly just jump in and uh, turn something on that uh, doesn't require lots of, of work on their side to begin to output those experiences that are targeted. I, I really like this as a super practical example right here and one that I wrote to in banking on digital growth framed around building a website that sells, not just a glorified online brochure. It just sits there. It, you know, we do it and then we move on to the next thing, but it through AI, through automation, this digital experience gets even smarter the more that others use it to provide recommendations, to provide guidance, to provide insight, just like we would do in a physical, real-world, face-to-face experience or over-the-phone experience. We're now able to do that digitally to really educate and empower others. Thinking about this example, because I think the more that we provide that contextual guidance, that contextual insight, that content, there's a higher propensity for conversion. It's what I speak to is help first and sell second because, you know, money is confusing, it's complex, it's it's overwhelming. What what could prevent a financial brand from realizing this reality here of this very simple but very powerful practical example of contextualized personalization, content recommendations, because this can have major, major positive impact on the bottom line. But what's going to hold them back? Their teams. We have clients that are, that are, you know, a couple of billion in assets and there is an alignment on the problem definition. And as a result, a credit union will spend 24 months uh, not wanting to change and then uh, disagreeing around the prioritization, prioritization of the changes. Uh, definition of, uh, of the problem is crucial and, and holding people accountable towards business outcomes is, is equally as important. Um, it's a, it's a, in a lot of ways, it's getting out of your comfort zone and really pushing to make change. And that's hard. How, how is a credit union CEO who's not you know, classically you know, trained in digital going to come in and really kind of lead that. Um, yeah. And then and then even worse, how does somebody from the outside come in and maybe having that experience begin to try to change an organization that has done the same thing the same way for a really long time? Those, those, are, those are tough things. I, I also would add on to that though, and I would say that there is something interesting there, there, if, you, if you take a step back from the entire problem for a second and you just say, well, if you were gonna try and make changes somewhere uh, and, you, and you could um, improve something, the, the 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 application process um, is something that uh, if you just spent your time there and you found a way to optimize that and you looked at every question you're asking a prospective member or an existing member looking to apply for an additional product, how could you make that easier? And if you just asked that question over and over again and you iterated every month for a year and you said, how could we make this one part of the process more intuitive, a little bit easier with pre-populated fields, um, it would go a long way. It really would. And I like this idea of prioritizing, stepping back, looking at the holistic picture and what I frame as TLC. We all need a little TLC in our life, not tender loving care, but we all need some traffic. We all need some leads. (laughs) We all need some conversions. And I think it's so easy to want to solve the problem by driving more traffic at the top of the funnel. But what in reality does that, that increases the complexity and also increases the cost because if we're not, you know, generating leads in the middle of the funnel, yet alone 
converting what we already have coming through. It's like grains of sand, you know, falling through our hands on the beach. We can pick it up, but then it's just going to fall through on the other side. And I like this idea of optimizing applications or really what Google frames as the true moment of truth of conversion, the shopping cart experience, because we see abandonment rates as high as 85, 90, 92, 95%, depending upon the product line. And when we do secret shopping studies, digital secret shopping studies of financial brands against fintech, the fintech experience always scores exponentially higher, in, in, in particularly in qualitative studies, whenever you know people are able to talk through why they feel the way that they feel about an experience. And it's the simplicity of it all. We're asking typically one question or fintech is asking one question per uh, screen. And it's not the overwhelming, you know, everything all on one screen because that increases cognitive load. And when you increase cognitive load, conversions therefore will ultimately decline. But when we reduce the complexity, when we add, just ask that one question, you know, pull through and conversion happen on the other side. When you think about some of this, the, the, these opportunities of, of UI and UX, and, and you mentioned you're doing these studies of these 50 websites, what, what are you seeing as trends that the dear listeners should be aware of that they might be able to apply back practically within their own organizations? The big trends are, I think you're right, I think learning from what a fintech does is really important. Um, you know, we've done it for a long time, which is just really, you know, focus on that online account origination funnel. Um, it, anecdotally too, the, one of the other problems people don't don't quite often pick up on early enough is it's only half the equation. The other half the equation is actually in, uh, in risk because what we found is we've seen, we've seen digital teams go and do a great job of executing on that OAO flow and give the user positive reinforcement and you know, have the user really understand the, the number of steps in that flow and make it a delightful experience where they feel like they, they're, they're making good progress and they can return and kind of pick up where they left off. But a lot of times what we find is that, um, you know, compliance or risk looks and says, well, if we didn't have this one little bit of information, we're just going to auto decline. So, so all of a sudden the digital guys are like, we did, we did a great job or you're just not taking any of these, uh, these, these new, new members. But when you peel back the onion, you, you realize that, oh, hey, if we did something a little bit differently over here, if we could collaborate a little bit more effectively, we'd be able to, to, you know, do more, more growth. Um, we also find within that, um, you know, that, that really comes down to a lot of the, the transformation, right? Is getting people to work together in, in small teams and be able to bring that. I still, you know, you look at why does that happen? You go all the way back up to leadership. Leadership has to be involved. They have to see what's going on. They have to, to, to delegate. Uh, it's a, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I, I think of one organization in particular who's in the banking and digital growth program right now, make this very practical for the dear listener. Um, you know, CEO read banking on digital growth, their $6 billion asset organization and reached out. We had some conversations back and forth. And then they took 30 people through the digital growth university, sent another 60 kind of like that mid to high level senior leader through a book club and then are now making banking on digital growth required reading for 300 of their other key stakeholders internally so that they're all starting to speak a common language. Because I think back to your point, organizations sometimes spend 12, 18, 24 months trying to define a problem, but everyone's talking from different perspectives. 
And that's just, once again, that's kind of a human nature. Our past experiences bring us here to the present moment and our past informs our present moment, but it's in the present moment that, you know, gaining new knowledge, gaining new awareness, gaining new clarity, gaining new insight, that's the path forward to help us break free from patterns of the past. Through the work that you're doing, and you mentioned, you know, you're, you're working with a, a, another financial brand right now, working with their board. What are you seeing through helping the unaware become aware of new opportunities? How might that empower them to self-actualize? Because I think of the work that we've done over the last 20 years, you go in, you do the traditional diagnostic and you do the discovery work and you make your recommendations. And then there's not a lot of execution on this side because my gut, and, and I'm able to start to quantify this now, there was a knowledge gap. And if we can bridge that knowledge gap, that helps release release the break in people's minds to move forward. But what are you seeing on this front of, of knowledge, awareness, clarity through just the training, through the education that you're doing with with boards and senior leadership teams? You know, so we've, we've always been trying to paint the picture. And I can think back to 2008, presenting at a credit union conference to boards of directors and, and laying out the vision around getting digital right. Uh, and, I, and I feel like, you know, 14 years later, we're still advocating for a lot of the same, uh, yeah. the same, <laughs> same needs. And I think that when, when I think of the, the problem and I think of the user experience for a financial institution, the vast majority of that interaction is taking place inside of online banking yep. where, um, and so, you know, whether that's mobile or, or desktop, you know, doesn't really matter, but the, the, um, the the problem I think is that people tend to think that when they of, of the problem in an institution they go, well we we've got an online banking problem which means we need to go shopping and and we need to to go and, and uh, find our new partner who's going to solve that. And I think the reality is, you know, when, when you say what's that big aha moment is understanding that hey actually you know the online banking vendor is going to give you an online banking platform and and it you know there are degrees of good quality user experiences in there mm. and there's going to be some pain in terms of getting that to work well with your core. That's a, such a journey everyone goes through. The problem is getting them to think larger and say, actually, even if we got on, if we had the best online banking platform that there was right with the most intuitive user experience that looked beautiful and we got really, really good, good rankings in the app store for, for our ability to deliver the service it still doesn't enable us to be able to to grow right and and uh, and, and 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 secure the future of this institution and that then becomes a question of, of well why do other people grow uh, well and you look at fintechs because they're the easiest one but you could also look at you know, B of a B of a by the way who just did more digital um, growth they did more digital um, applications for new products than they did uh, in Q1 of 2022 than they did all last year in, in yep. their branches. So so they get digital. It's not like, you know, we're looking at like a FinTech and saying they get it, but the big guys don't. No, Wells Fargo and Bank of America and the other big guys chase and, and they're, they're committing massive amounts of, of, uh, of budget and teams to be able to go and execute on those things. But, and they're doing quite well. But I think the FinTechs are interesting because they offered this really unique um you know, limited point of view on an individual product or an individual approach. And we're able to learn a lot from that. So yeah. I look at those guys to, to, to bring those insights in. I try to get a leadership team to think of it that way. And, and you've got to then connect their, their, um, 
their existential challenge, right? Which is, hey, we, we really clear that our member uh, average age is going up and those assets are going to get distributed and we've mm-hmm. got to have a plan. What is our plan? Um, and, and, and that plan today has to be a digital first growth plan. And, um, and that's what, that's, that's the opportunity that we see. And that's why we built, uh, you know, Finalytics to help support that. And so it's, it's painting that picture and getting people aligned, but it's a lot of you know, clearing people out of the way. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the the thinking that you've shared with us today. As, as we start to wrap up, Craig, I want to come back to the, the credit union digital maturity index survey in the report. Thinking about all of the insights that you gained and looking ahead, let's just say over the next 18 to 24 months, I think a shorter horizon line is really required in this type of an environment. What are you feeling most hopeful and energized about when it comes to digital within within financial brands, within credit unions, within banks? What are you feeling most hopeful about? I'm really excited that there's alignment on the problem for for the first time in a lot of years, you've got entire groups of people like you know, the quote, the quote you, we, we shared in the beginning, 86% of the institution um, feels like we, we, there's a lot more that we can do. Um, and that's pretty good because we haven't yeah. had that for a long time. We haven't had alignment that there was a need to, to do more in digital. And I think the awareness for that has been increasing. And I think that's pretty positive. So um, I think the pandemic, um, you Everyone talks about how it accelerated transformation uh, across the board in, in lots of different categories, but I think it really made credit union teams come together and say, "Hey, we've got to we've got to do something different here." And uh, I, I think we're we're beginning, based on planning cycles, uh, to see some of that transformation come through. And I, I, I hear it more and more that the cultural transformation bit and I and the organizational side of it. It's not about technology and just data. It's about how do you change people. And I think that's pretty exciting. I, I, yeah. I think that you know awareness in those two areas is is could be the keys to the kingdom, right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think back over the last 20 years as, uh, you know, being a digital anthropologist, studying the intersection of marketing, sales, technology, and human behavior. And for some reason over the last two years, I've gotten way more fascinated with human behavior and the mind and looking at the mind as a quantum computer. And we can go down a completely different rabbit hole. We're not going to go there today, but but you're right. I think that right there, you, you mentioned keys to the kingdom, unlocking new pathways, unlocking new doors within the minds to help people just see things differently than how they saw things before. Because when they see things differently, that will empower them to think differently. But just because they think differently doesn't mean that they're going to act differently. We have to bridge that gap with feeling different because you can have a a philosophical idea and ideal like, yeah, I get it. I understand it. But their desire to transform is not greater than their desire to remain the same. And I think that idea of feeling and emotion is a, is another opportunity to tap into, particularly within the, the financial services space to where feeling emotion it's not exactly always um, talked about. Um, but I think it's one when you're thinking about human transformation cultural transformation. It's something that we probably need to bubble up if we're going to create positive experiences externally for people. Uh, we need to kind of do the same internally. What's your take there on on the idea of feeling and emotion and how that plays into transformation both within and without uh, an organization? 
it's huge. It's huge. I, I continue to think about leadership too in that in that capacity, right? Because we walk into um, a new credit union. We we visited you know probably well over 100 credit union physical locations over the years, and um, you know the, you can learn a lot from the boardroom in in a, in a credit union. Um, you can you can determine kind of you know based on how many chairs are in the room, how many how many board members come to those meetings. Yeah. So how do decisions get made? You can determine um, how 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 modern is the building? Is this an institution that kind of has uh, you know hasn't really done a kind of a juge or kind of a you know a redesign or re kind of a, you know a, a redecoration of their their space in, in 20, 30, 40 years? Um, how focused are they on security? How is that process getting in and out uh, to mm. get to get badged and all that? Is it is it primitive? Is it is it very modern? Uh, and I think those are really indicative depends of cultures and and we see the credit unions that are making big bold moves you know moving from the suburbs to downtown you know buying a big building redesigning it creating a space for people to really you know be in a physical space that is an embodiment of uh, the the culture uh, that the uh, ceo has kind of laid out and is espousing is is a big deal and it brings people together uh, and it gets people to to think differently so i think those are um, those are big deals I want to get real practical as we wrap up here. You know, when we look ahead towards the future, all growth, all transformative growth starts with a very small, simple step forward. What would be the next best step, that small, simple step for the dear listener to take when it comes to just maximizing their own future digital growth potential? What should they do next? I would say bring in some external external people to help you think about how to move forward and understand that you're you're probably not going to you know create you know oranges out of apples and and, and realize you've got to you know bring in you've got to change something and get some some new um, new people in the mix. So I think you know third party uh, consultants are a great place to begin that journey. And I think creating a safe space where it's okay to be wrong. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, where you know. Bezos says fail fast. I think just creating an environment where it's okay to to, to take a risk and, and learn. I think those are those are those are big deals. So I'd say you've really got to be thinking about how you want to guide the organization forward. It's not about hiring uh, someone. It's not it's not one silver bullet that's going to make this go away. It's not a new online banking platform. It's the collective of an of an organization working together, being passionate, and driving forward. That's a great point. It's the dialogue. It's the discussion. It's the discourse. It's kind of what you and I've been doing today and just approaching it with an open mind, approaching it with, with an open heart. And this has been a fantastic conversation, Craig. What's, what's the best way for someone to connect with you to continue the discussion that we started as, as well as to get the, the report and the thinking that, that you shared through the study? You know, you have, anyone has complete access to my calendar. If you go to finalytics.ai and you book schedule a demo, uh, you have my calendar avail- of availability. You can check check off and you can pick a 30-minute slot. It's completely automated. And I would love to just sit down and chat about anything. So if you want to just just call and say hello, I- I'd be happy to chat with you. So feel free to, to go to finalix.ai and-, and click schedule a demo and-, and I'll be on the call with you. Connect with Craig. Learn from Craig. Grow with Craig. Craig, this has been a great conversation. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Banking on Digital Growth, buddy. Thank you, James. I really appreciate it. As always, and until next time, be well, do good, and make your bed. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. 
To get even more practical and proven insights along with coaching and guidance, visit digitalgrowth.com insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.